you won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I'll ride with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. And Eric Fry. Why are all the fingers getting pointed at me? It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in uh, to another edition, to another day of the uh, starting lineup in another week as well. Uh, what's happening out there? Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you, and we are the uh, starting uh, lineup. It's a Monday. It's just another uh, manic Monday here. It's January 16th, uh, 2023, and we're here until the noon hour here on ESPN Radio of 98.9 The Game. Coming up on uh, today's show, of course, we got a loaded program for you after the weekend. We got a lot of local sports to break down from Friday and Saturday as well. And we might even take a peek at those NTC boys brackets as those were released over the weekend as the seed meeting happened on Saturday morning and then on Saturday uh, they released those brackets there so we might dive a little bit into that if not uh, we'll save that for another day we do have a lot to uh, get to here uh, we also have the uh, super wild card weekend we still have one more game to go uh, tonight with Tampa and uh, Dallas but uh, we can uh, take a look at a Saturday and a Sunday games there in a super wild card weekend and of course it's the post weekend so we got to get you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend as well and also uh, fitting uh, somewhere in uh, other national sports NBA NHL, uh, college basketball uh, as well, and uh, whatever you don't get to here in the uh, Treasure Hour, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion, of course. You can download that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, uh, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com, all of those uh, podcasting uh, platforms that you find your favorite pods on, uh, we're there too. And of course, uh, the starting lineup would not be there and would not be here without the help of McMahon Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, Web Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Tetopolis State Bank. We appreciate uh, them for coming along for the ride mm-hmm. in 2023, and we appreciate all of you uh, coming along here in 2023 as well. And so, uh, we got a lot to get to here on this uh, Monday edition of the uh, starting lineup. So let's go ahead and let's kick start it and let's get it started with what we always do. Let's get it started with first things first. Before we get into the show.
first things first. And we're starting off with a game that happened on a Friday, and we're starting off in the uh, College of Basketball ranks as everybody just relax a little bit. Aaron Rodgers said it best uh, a few years ago, just R-E-L-A-X, as Illinois picks up another win. That's a win streak now. That's third in a row as uh, they beat Sparty on a Friday, 75-66, and this was the Dane Danger game as he had a 20-point just uh, with the heart and effort there. If you didn't like him before, you definitely did after Friday's performance as he led the way 20 points and uh, just uh, making plays left and right all on the floor on a Friday. And uh, so you enter the danger zone there in the State Farm Center on a Friday. And he was one of the players that led this Illini team to the 75-66 win over Michigan State on Friday. I'll let you keep talking. Why? Because I am. I was not impressed with this win. Oh my god! No, they were. They did good, but there were little things they didn't do well. Too many offensive rebounds for Michigan State. They had 15 offensive rebounds. Too many rebounds overall. They out-rebounded Illinois by 12 rebounds. And if Michigan doesn't go 0 for 7, which how often is that going to happen? And shoot 43 percent from the field. This is a different ball game, Travis. Yeah, but they, uh, that just goes to show you the defense for the Atlanta giving them no looks. I agree. But let's not s- parade around and say hey, that we're, we're, b- the, we're back. the next greatest thing and we're back and we're going to win the Big Ten. Because the way that we played on Friday, we're, we're back. Like There's still everyone too many ri- little things. Everyone writing us off for the Missouri game and everyone writing us off for Northwestern, we're back. Like, this is it. Like, Matthew Meyer was paying great on yes. a Friday as well. He had a nice chase Six down block as well. Yeah. 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 Big game for him. Yeah, 19 points, three for six from beyond the arc and hitting some deep ones too. So To me, Travis, here's, here's what I'm going to say. There's too much inconsistency in the fifth man of the starting five. Friday it was Shannon, or it was Harris. Well, Who yeah, is that he's, fifth guy? Who's banged up a little bit too? Okay, then let's get someone in there who's healthy. Well, I mean, he was banged up in the game, and he wanted to come back into the game, and he did a little bit. But that's why Epps played 31 minutes, and Sincere only got 11 minutes. I'd put Epps in the starting lineup. Hmm, I mean, he's definitely we has haven't gotten it. that production out of the fifth guy. Yeah, I mean, we haven't got the points. Coming yeah. from uh, Sincere, but he also brings the other stuff as well, the energy and whatnot he brings to uh, everything else. I just – Coleman Hawkins is – can we can we agree on this is inconsistent? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Big time. Danger, if he can do what he did Friday on a consistent basis, which we have – would you agree we have yet to see? He's, he's brought energy every time he's on the well, floor. Yeah, we, we we haven't seen it consistently in the points department, but he's consistently there every single oh, night. Yes, but points wise, well, yeah, there's no consistency there. Meyer, is there consistency there? Yeah. Nineteen he had on Friday. I think that's one of his largest outputs of the season. Right. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to find uh, find his way here. He's finally starting to get comfortable. I think it's taking him a little bit to adjust to uh, Coach Underwood's style and mm-hmm. to them to mesh uh, a little bit. But an hour seems to be right in the ship, so maybe we can get a little bit more consistency. I just want some consistency from my starting five. I don't want to know and have question marks for three out of the five every time on the floor. 
Yeah, I get that. I mean, is that so? Is that so much to ask for? I don't think so. No. What are we? Because if I asked you, Travis Coleman Hawkins tonight against Minnesota, what are we getting out of Coleman Hawkins? I don't know. Could go for twenty three. Could go for none. I don't know. Somewhere in between there. That's true. Yeah. Like I just, I just want you know a starting five who I can look at and say they're going to put up 50, 55 points consistently every game, and then whatever else we get from the bench or whatever else we get from them is gravy. Yeah, and we also only uh, played three players off the bench too. See, that's another. We didn't I'm, go very. We didn't go very deep, but we didn't I know need, we didn't need anybody else though. That so. is true. That is true. We didn't need anybody. I. Like I said, there's just a little bit – it's little things. Getting out-rebounded, specifically the offensive rebound, 15 offensive rebounds that you gave up to Michigan State is a big number. It is. You need but... to control those boards better. As a team, that shows grit and toughness, which is a Brad Underwood coach team. That's what and they do. And we're back doing that. But you still got out-rebounded by 12. Yes, but that is only uh, – I think the numbers make it look like the game was closer than it actually was. I, I don't think it was as close as 75-66 would indicate. I think you need to do a better job on the boards. As I was told earlier this year, height doesn't matter on rebounds. It's heart and it's want. Yeah. And right now in that game on Friday, Michigan State wanted the rebounds more than Illinois. They had 12 so. more. Yeah, I guess so. There, To me, that's still an issue that we need to fix. I'm not saying it's a uh, no, glaring I issue. Saying, I wasn't saying that Friday's performance was perfect by, by any means, but I don't it think— It was an improvement. It, it definitely was an improvement Friday, but I'm not ready to crown a Big Ten champs yet. Well, yeah, no, I'm not going to crown a Big Ten champs either, but I'm just saying that we're, we're finally putting the pieces together and we're finally starting to play well again. And maybe this was uh, what we were, were supposed to be from the very beginning, from the very jump, after we kind of put ourselves in a little bit of a hole mm-hmm. in uh, 0-3 in the Big Ten. And now all of a sudden we're three games in a row now, and we're 3-3, and 500 in the conference. You know, and Sparty was playing really well coming into the game. Yes. You know, they had that win streak going on, and then we snapped that. And it was only their second conference loss uh, of the season. Now we're kind of stuck in the middle of the road uh- with, with everybody else who, you know, like we keep saying, right. cannibalize themselves. I think Northwestern lost last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I uh, have three I, and three. Uh, Penn State three and three, and Wisconsin three and three or five hundred. I will say this, Travis, and I'm going to move the Nebraska game out of the way because you you needed a C minus Illinois team should be able to beat Nebraska in a basketball game. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to put that one aside because you're supposed to win that. These last two games have been the two most important wins for the Illini program. Yeah, the Wisconsin sure. game and this Michigan State game. What's the common denominator in both those games? They were at home. Mm-hmm. I want to see them beat a good team on the road. We haven't seen that yet this year. Yeah. And and I know we're taking it's on Minnesota tonight. That's not a good road team. You know, no. the next one you're probably looking at is Wisconsin on the road. And, and you know, yeah, that's a little be, ways away. Yeah, they might be healthy, healthy by that point. But – uh, and the, what's the, the the old you know saying? You don't know how good a team is until they win on the road or what they do on the road. I want to see this Illini team have a good win on the road, not neutral site, 
not in a tournament and a shootout, some sort of that fashion. I want a true road game for this Illini team to come out and perform like they did on Friday night at home. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's for sure. Definitely feeding off the, the crowd, the energy that was yeah. there at Which, the State Farm Center on, on Friday, the orange out, everybody yeah. wearing orange, Brad Underwood with the orange blazer and everything. And I'm glad I'm, – I'm not saying it as a bad thing of saying, oh, oh well, too many people are supporting the Illini. No, no, no. Like, that's that's all great, and I'm glad they perform well at home. But to know how good this team is, we have to see it translate to the road. Yeah. I mean, for the longest time, Rutgers was undefeated at home and couldn't win a game on the road. Mm-hmm. Would you have said during that streak Rutgers was a great basketball team? No. They were just a good home basketball team. Mm-hmm. Let's see this Illini team on the road against a good quality opponent. Right, yeah, the the Maryland game uh, that we lost on the road, that was kind of the first, first true test for yep. these uh, young Illini uh, team, and they didn't answer the bell. Yep, and then Northwestern. Yeah, and Northwestern. If I mean, that those was a are the only game. two true road games we have lost. Yeah. You know, because, again, I throw tournaments, neutral site games out, out the window because that's just toss-up kind of thing. But yeah. I, I want a true – road test for the Solani team and I'm gonna have to wait till at least the twenty eighth, if not further, for that to happen. <laughs> yep, I was because gonna say Yep, yeah, you're gonna have to uh, to wait a little bit. It, it may not be till the fifth of out. March, Travis, when we head to Purdue. That may be our one and only true road test of the season. Yeah, maybe Ohio State. Indiana. Maybe. Who knows with this Big Ten, Travis? Everyone's just destroying everyone in it. You can't grasp week to week who's the best team in the Big Ten because they I lose. Know. I know. Look at all of a sudden Michigan's four four and two now. Yeah. Only ten and seven overall. But Rutgers is a half game back of the 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 conference. All right, five and like, two what, in the what, conference. Nice. What are we doing? Like, what's Scar- happening? <laughs> look at the Scarlet Knights go. Uh, so we'll we'll explore more college basketball coming up here. What else happened in the Big Ten and what else happened in uh, college basketball this weekend? But Illini uh, already back in action as yes. uh, tonight or this evening, I guess you'd this say. Afternoon, five o'clock will be the uh, tip off against uh, Minnesota, and you can hear it right here on a ninety-eight nine. The game four o'clock will begin the pre-game coverage and the broadcast will begin, and the Illini nine a point. Favorites entering the game against uh, Minnesota there at the barn in Minneapolis against the Golden Gophers. Seven and eight this season, one and four in the uh, Big Ten. But not a lot was expected uh, out of them no. uh, this season, mm-hmm. uh, anyways. They were kind of picked at the bottom of the Big Ten, anyways. What is their only Big Ten win? Was it against Nebraska? Mm. Let's see, they lost, uh, got blown out by Purdue, blown out by Michigan. Uh, they just won their last game. That's right. That, uh, blown call in the Ohio State game by three. Oh, yeah. See, and even that, like, I know it was a blown call, but Minnesota beat even Ohio on the, State. On the road, yeah. With <laughs> <laughs> that being said, Travis, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not thinking it's going to happen. Illinois should win tonight, but it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. Right. And if they don't, I'm sure it's first things first tomorrow. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. That's a brutal stretch for the Gophers. They got the Illini, they got Purdue, Michigan, Indiana, Northwestern, and they're at Rutgers. Ugh. And Maryland after that. Yeah, that's Ah, man. It's tough to be a golden gopher. Who knows? I By guess. that point they may be Big Ten leading Rutgers they have to go to. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Well we'll have to see how it all shakes out. Yeah. Let's see how uh, all the locals uh schedule shuck out. I was just gonna say in conclusion, 
I'm glad we got the win. We looked good. There's I'm glad we're things. playing better. We're playing better. There's little things I still want to see them improve on sure. on a game-to-game consistent basis. But other than that, big win for the Atlanta on Friday. Yeah, for, for sure. And uh, so uh, we'll talk about uh, some uh, teams that picked up some uh, big wins on uh, Friday. And we'll take a look at those games and uh, everything else that happened on Saturday at the local basketball level. Girls and uh, boys uh, basketball coming up next here on the Star Lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screens, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank in Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Shop limited-time deals at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Valid 1229-125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) 
<laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. And now. I mean, I didn't have the hate for Ohio State that I do now. Ohio State, Indiana, Wisconsin are all dead to me. Michigan? The starting lineup. I'm okay with Michigan over those three. On 98.9 The Game. Indiana, Wisconsin, Ohio State are the three worst Big Ten schools. Can't believe you left out Michigan. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 the game ESPN radio. Uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. Let's talk some local uh, sports now and at the high school level. And well, first, uh, we'll begin on a Friday as the uh, one of the most uh, highly anticipated area games uh, this season as it was Altoona scoring off with the North Clay with uh, conference tournament implications uh, on the line of the number one uh, seed uh, we talked about on uh, Friday and last week and Altamont pulled out the win uh, against North Clay uh, 61 to uh, 43 again uh, just kind of like the game against uh, when it was St. Anthony and Yoga girls basketball last week it was kind of not the uh, uh, margin of victory that uh, some uh, predicted, but uh, it was close in, in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. These uh, two teams went, went neck and neck, and it was going to live up to the hype uh, in the first quarter. And then uh, kind of in the second quarter, Altamont, uh, you know, they started to uh, take control uh, there in the second. Mason Robinson scored eight points in the uh, second, and he had a couple big threes in that second quarter as well. And Altamont ended up holding North Clay to only eight points, and they outscored him there 14-8. to in the second quarter to uh, take the lead at halftime, 30-21. to 21. They had a three-point lead after one quarter, and then to extend that out and lead by nine at the break, including a key defensive stop uh, late in the uh, second quarter to kind of close out the quarter and go into a halftime, really kind of uh, fired up the, the team. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, Coach Nevery was uh, pumped. He had a big fist pump uh, going into uh, the uh, locker room with that uh, defensive stop uh, there. And uh, Eric Coleman also was a big in uh, this one on uh, Friday as uh, he had uh, 14 points, and that's the third uh, leading scorer uh, of the night with, uh, you know, uh, Robinson leading the way with 19. Yarhouse had 15. He had some threes uh, there at a couple points. And uh, Coleman uh, really has uh, come on here after returning to the uh, starting lineup back-to-back good games here. And Altamont was running uh, the fast break to perfection a couple of different times. Um, had some nice uh, passes and uh, finding the open man for some open layups uh, there. And uh, it was uh, certainly rocking on uh, Friday uh, there in Altamont. And Altamont coming away uh, with the win. It's just that uh, North Clay, they were didn't shoot the ball all that well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rebounding for Altamont was on point on a Friday. Uh, it seemed like every single offensive rebound w- was going uh, their way, and uh, North Clay had a tough time getting their shots to, to fall uh, as well on Friday. What I just got done saying, I just got done saying that rebounding is heart and effort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sounds like on Friday night, Altamont wanted it a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. 
definitely so. And uh, also uh, the uh, new tradition that Altamont has uh, started with this uh, win streak that they got going on and uh, started really uh, last week uh, giving out the victory chain and went to Jared Hammer on uh, Friday as, uh, you know, uh, Jared does uh, a lot more things than in the uh, scorebook. He only had uh, two points in the game, but his defense was uh, on point. He had a couple of uh, key steals in the game, had a couple of assists running the uh, fast break, and uh, he was a good defensively on uh, Cody Zimdars uh, all night. Uh, Zimdars, you know, has kind of come in at North Clay and, uh, you know, made an impact immediately uh, as a freshman, and uh, he only had four points, and so uh, that was uh, all credit uh, to Hammer there, uh, keeping him off the scoreboard mm-hmm. there. So he was uh, rewarded with the the Indian Pride chain on uh, on Friday night there, and so uh, Altamont big win in the ATC, three and zero in the uh, conference now, and uh, their win streak now is at ten games. Would you say Travis? And I'm going to ask you this, knowing the answer already, because I know you, and you know. Um, hottest team in the NTC right now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hottest team in the conference, hottest team in the area, for sure. 100%. One of the hottest teams in the area, but for sure the hottest team in the conference. <laughs> I will agree with you yes. on that one. Um, yeah, they're just, they're, they're, they're clicking at the exact right time. And they're clicking on, on all cylinders. Yeah. It's just like, after that uh, KZ game, uh, something's just coming together with this team, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, clicked. And 15-3 uh, and three, uh, they are uh, overall, and uh, they're back in action uh, tomorrow against uh, CHBC. Right. Are you ready to hear something, Travis? Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is unofficial, but I'll, I'll give it to you anyways. Outscoring opponents 1,110 to 825. They're outscoring opponents by 300 points mm-hmm. this yeah. season. Right. Staggering. Mm-hmm. Staggering. Yeah. Uh, North Clay was uh, coming in uh, pretty well, uh, coming in playing well as well. They had a, uh, an eight-game winning streak snapped on Friday, and uh, Fleener led the way. He had uh, 23 points, but only four players in the uh, scorebook there for uh, North Clay. Uh, Booz, uh, he had uh, 12 points, including uh, the first three of the the night for, for North Clay. Uh, there, but uh, that was it, and uh, they were back in action on a Saturday, so we'll see if they uh, bounce back uh, coming up here in just a little bit, but uh, Cumberland also over on a WCRA, uh, they defeated a Villa Grove on a Friday, 44-35, so uh, Cumberland getting uh, another uh, win in a conference, and uh, they're trying to uh, get some things uh, rolling here uh, late in January. Yeah, it was not a pretty game. It was not. Uh, you know, Cumberland trailed in the end of every quarter, Travis. They uh, Cumberland tied the game up, led 2 nothing, tied the game up at 6, and then from that point on, Villa Grove led until Cumberland took the lead at 34-33. This game was 18-14 mm. at the half, Travis. Wow. Cumberland in the first half was 6-for-26 from the field, 0-for-10 from 3. Mm-hmm. Wow. And as Coach said after the game, and I agree with him, there weren't any bad looks. They just weren't falling. And this seems to be the second or third game now where this has happened, where Cumberland gets the looks they're looking for, and the balls just don't fall. But Cumberland rallied late in that game, took the lead. Um, The one thing that helped them out is that they were 10 of 15 from the free throw line. 
so able to hit free throws at the end. They out rebounded North Clay, or excuse me, Villa Grove. They got more turnovers, um, forced more turnovers uh, as well, and and got the win. But yeah, it was uh, it, it took a 19 point fourth quarter um, to to get the win. They they outscored uh, Villa Grove 19 to eight in that final quarter, and that's what gave them the win. Mm-hmm. Um, North uh, Villa Grove just couldn't have anything, couldn't hit anything. Nothing would fall in that fourth quarter. So uh, Cumberland got the win behind 28 from uh, Hendricks. Uh, McGee had 11, and then uh, Maddox had three, and uh, Weber had two. And that was it. That was all the scoring. But Cumberland still, there's little things like the and I they need to work on, Travis. 0 for 14 from the three-point line. And again, they weren't forcing them. They weren't right. bad looks. They just weren't going in. And as Coach said after the game, we have to keep shooting because it keeps the defense honest because otherwise they're just going to collapse on Gavin every time he gets the ball. So it's like we have to keep shooting. Whether they go in or not, we have to have guys have the confidence to take that shot yeah, even fair. if it doesn't go in. And mm-hmm. so he's like, it'll affect our percentage-wise for sure, but he's like, it's part of the long game. You have to make the defense – come out to that perimeter to give some room inside because otherwise, you know, Gavin was dealing with issues at times uh, in the game on Friday night where he was getting the ball and he had three guys around him immediately. Sure. So it's, and (laughs) and that's not the first game this has happened to him. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a case to where they're going to have to figure something out to combat that because they got to keep shooting them, keep the defense honest, but they're just not falling. Right. Yeah. That, that's definitely, uh, Definitely fair uh, assessment there. You just got to throw them up, and eventually uh, they'll start falling the open looks. And uh, Cumberland will be in action tomorrow night as well, taking on a team they've already beat this season. Close. It was Okaw Valley. So they'll be facing Mm. off against Okaw Valley again. Hopefully we do not see them in the conference tournament as well next week. But we'll wait for that next week because that'll be the third time this year. Right, yeah, it's always uh, interesting to face a team and, three times or and four And they times. could have faced each other at the Thanksgiving tournament, too. Right, yeah, so that's Coach, true. I was talking to him about it during the Vandalia holiday tournament. He's like, yeah, we really could have faced them four times this year. And he's like, that would not be fun. But three evens, not a blast. Yeah, where are they? Uh, where do they fall in the postseason, too? Uh, <laughs> don't bring it up. I like to that either. So, uh, Cumberland picks up the win on uh, Friday. Another conference victory uh, as well. Uh, some of the games from around the area on uh, Friday was FEM picking up an Apollo win over Taylorville in a close one, 55 to a 53 was the uh, final there. It was a St. Anthony uh, over a Breeze Modern Day in comeback fashion, 56 to a 52. Modern Day actually led 23 to 12 after one quarter, and then uh, St. Anthony uh, chipped away there in the second. They only trailed 32-29 at the half, and it was bad, the same margin, 42-39 after three. But then uh, St. Anthony outscored them in the fourth quarter, 17 to 10 to get the win. Uh, say he, he had 18 points. Uh, Wessendorf had a 17 uh, for the uh, Bulldogs in the uh, comeback fashion on a Friday over modern day. It was uh, Dietrich picking up a conference win as well on a Friday, a 37-30. to So it's tied at 20 at the half, but uh, Dietrich opened things up there in the uh, third quarter and would go on to a win in the game. And so they're 3-3. Three and three. In the NTC, ten and seven 
overall. And uh, South Central, they were led by Aiden Dotson. He had 17 points, but nobody else was even close to a double figures. The next closest person was Anderson with three there, and they had a bunch of people with uh, two points. So uh, South Central drops another one, and they're now 0-3 in the NTC and a 13-6 and uh, overall. It was uh, Lawrenceville picking up a win in conference as well over Newton, 82-60. Lawrenceville now 17-3, 3-1 in the Little Illini. Newton drops to 13-6 and and now 2-1 in the Little Illini. It was a St. Elmo-Brownstown over Patoka, 67-2-41. Fifth win in a row for St. Elmo, included in that streak, a win over Windsor's two straws. You talk about right, teams yeah. getting hot. They're getting they hot at the right time, too. Yeah, now they're 12-5. Uh, on the season, uh, and speaking of Windsor's two straws, uh, they defeated Ramsey 74-45. Now the Hatchets are 16 and four on the season. It was a Casey over Marshall, a 61 to 42, and a Casey now three and zero in the Little Line. That was a big win because of another uh, outcome that happened. Uh, Casey now 12 and four on the season. A Marshall 0 and five in the Little Line and one and 16 overall. And that big win was Mount Carmel as they took down Alney. On Friday, 33-2-29, so big win for the Aces there. 13-7, mm-hmm. and 3-1 and now in the Little Illini, and Alney 14-3, and so only their third loss of the year, and a 3-1 and in the LIC there. So uh, Mount Carmel uh, pulling off the upset on uh, Friday there, and I believe that was in Alney as well. It was, so, yeah. <clears throat> so big win for uh, Mount Carmel. Yeah, and, and Travis, you mentioned the, the Casey win. That's huge because now Casey sits at 3-0 and in the conference. They're the only yep. undefeated team still in the conference, so right. yep. they're at the top right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it was North Central over Paris by a point, 37-36. Uh, Robinson won over uh, Booz, Indiana, 71-68 at the Evansville-Harrison shootout. Clinton over Shelbyville, 57-38. Ocala Valley over Arcola, 54-29. At Decatur LSA, they stay undefeated as they took down Arthur, 74-27. It's Argento over Tri-County, 75-40. And uh, Tuscola, they improved to a uh, 15-3 with a win over Sullivan, a 65-240. In girls basketball on a Friday, it was Taylorville over Charleston, 84-13. Uh, Taylorville now 17-4, 6-2 in the Apollo. Now Charleston 0-8, 1-16 overall on the action on a Friday on a Saturday uh, lots of uh, games as a uh, Shelbyville they defeated CHBC a uh, 66 to a uh, 39 Rams jumped out 27 to 11 after the uh, first quarter and then they outscored CHBC in the second 16 to 1 to lead a uh, 43 to 12 at halftime Wells led the way for Shelbyville he had 20 McDonald had 13 and uh, CHBC had a call me with 12 and Ralph with 12 uh, as well. Uh, Okaw Valley, they defeated Nioga 54 to uh, 47. Zokaw Valley, this was back and forth all game, it looks like, as Okaw Valley had the uh, narrow advantage after one. Nioga had the one point lead at the half, and then Okaw Valley comes back and leads by three after three quarters, and then they would go on to win in there in the fourth quarter. Uh, Rupert led the way for Okaw Valley 21. Richards had a 16 uh, for Nioga. Uh, in the loss. Okaw Valley, three straight wins. They're 8-10 yeah. on the season. That's who Cumberland's facing tomorrow night. Should be an right. important matchup, at least, in the Lincoln Prairie. Yeah, coming in hot. Uh, North Clay, they bounced back on Saturday as they defeated Woodlawn 64-56. to uh, uh, North Clay, they jumped out to a 23-7 to lead after the first quarter. They would lead 39-15 at the half, but Woodlawn would outscore uh, North Clay in the third, 22-9. to 
in that quarter to close the gap, 48-37. But uh, North Clay would uh, take care of business in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, Fleener, he had 26 uh, boos. He had uh, 15 uh, points for uh, the uh, Cardinals. And uh, this was uh, no surprise to us when I saw the uh, box score that Rolly led the way uh, for uh, Woodlawn. He had 24 points, 24 out of the 56. Yep. Yep, no surprise there. We saw Woodlawn uh, the other weekend, and now North Clay, and now they're 13-5, and five, bouncing back after. Hey, the best way to bounce back after a tough one on Friday is right back at it on Saturday, and that's what they did. It was Madison over to Topless, so a fourth loss for the Shoes this season, 50-43 to 43 over Madison, or Madison over to Topless, I should say. Uh, Madison, they had the six-point lead after one quarter. They took a 22-15 to 15 lead at the half and uh, pretty much stayed even uh, after that. Seymour was the only one in double figures for the shoes. He had 17 points. Uh, Gaddis was the next closest person to double figures, nine points, but that was pretty much it for T-Town as now they are 14-4 on the season. Sisney, uh, they defeated Mount Carmel 69-61 on Saturday. It was Central Indiana over Robinson 51-45 of the Evansville shootout. Uh, St. Teresa over Argenta 76-60. It was a Vandalia over Flora in overtime as Flora came back there to tie the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, but Vandalia ended up winning it in overtime 51-48 over the Wolves. Zarcola over Central A&M 51-46. And in the Rick McGraw Memorial Basketball Invitational, it was a pain of falling to Troy Triad 62-25. Taylorville over Nokomis, 47-44. And uh, Civic Memorial over Ramsey, 52-37 in boys basketball on a Saturday. In girls basketball, there at the NTC CIC shootout there at Warrensburg. It was uh, North Clay getting the win over Meridian in a uh, forfeit. Not sure uh, what happened uh, there, but uh, North Clay uh, went on to win via that forfeit. Uh, Sullivan, they defeated Winters 2 Strauss 45-37. to uh, 37. It was Sullivan jumping out 13-6 to 6 after one quarter, and they were pretty much even uh, the rest of the way, and Sullivan goes on to win. Miner had 15 uh, for Sullivan, and Hayes led the way for Winters 2 Strauss. She had 13. Brownstown, uh, they pick up their fifth straight win, and now 17-6 and six on the season over Central a 46-15. It was Nioga, comeback fashion against Vandalia, 60-56. Nioga led 11-9 after one quarter, and uh, that lead was cut down by Anna Forbes as she had a half-court shot. I was able to uh, catch that uh, there at the beginning of the game before Altamont's game got started, and Forbes had a half-court shot there at the uh, end of the first quarter. Oh, wow. And uh, that kind of gave Vandalia the momentum. They would take the lead at the half. They would have it after three. But then Yoga, 15-5 in the fourth quarter to come back and win over the Vandals. Uh, Cindy Richards, she had 23. Uh, Sampson had 11. And uh, Forbes had 19. And Eckhart had 11. So uh, Yoga, uh, they bounce back after that loss against the St. Anthony. And now they are their 20th win of the season, a 20-3 and three. Vandalia now 14-7 and seven with the loss, and also this win was significant because this was uh, Coach Romack's win number 200 oh, wow. uh, there at Nioga as well. So uh, win number 20 yep. and win number 200 as well for uh, Coach Romack uh, there on a Saturday in Warrensburg. Then the game after uh, Nioga was Altamont uh, falling uh, to Warrensburg Latham 54-41, uh, and you heard that over on Jack FM, and Warrensburg came out 
22 to 10 they led after the uh, first quarter uh, there. So uh, Altamont spotting him an early lead, and they had a ton of turnovers there in the uh, first quarter. Nine first quarter turnovers uh, for the uh, Lady Indians, and uh, so that put them in a deficit early. Uh, they trailed uh, 17 points at, at one point in the game, uh, but. Altamont would uh, actually have one of their better quarters in the uh, third quarter. Uh, they cut the lead down to nine points at one point, but uh, fortunately they could never get any closer uh, than than that as, uh, you know, Warrensburg had uh, three girls in double figures and then Gardner off the bench had nine points. Uh, so a pretty balanced scoring effort. Uh, from uh, their perspective, um, and Kaylee Lurkins was uh, the only one in double figures for the Lady Indians. She had uh, 10 points uh, there, and uh, Klein ended up having seven points all in the uh, second half there. Um, but that's kind of what Coach Lurkins was talking about in the uh, post game mm-hmm. uh, about you know uh, a spot in a team, an early lead uh, there, and then kind of playing a little bit better uh, after that, and uh, so. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they uh, fall, and now they're back to a uh, 500 here, entering the uh, conference tournament, and that's going to be later on today here at uh, 2:30 in uh, Beecher City, as the girls' basketball tournament is already underway uh, there with uh, South Central and Windsor's Two Straws in uh, Beecher City. I haven't seen uh, an update there, but uh, Altamont falling on uh, on Saturday, so they'll look to bounce back today in the conference tournament against North Clay. And in the main event, I stuck around uh, for uh, this one as Tuscola. They remain undefeated as they defeated CHBC of 42-33. to This is a rock fight early as uh, Tuscola and uh, CHBC, they were tied at 6 after the first quarter. And then Tuscola took the lead 20-12 at the half. And uh, CHBC, it was like they were right there in the third quarter. I thought they played well, uh, but uh, Tuscola ended up uh, regaining the lead after uh, some positive momentum for CHBC. They were, they were just right there. They just couldn't make that extra play to put them over the top uh, there. So uh, that extra shot, that extra uh, turnover in the game uh, just uh, kind of cost them a little bit. But, hey, Tuscola, pretty good team. 20-0 and 0, uh, now are the Warriors. Uh, Wilcox led the way. She had 14. Woodward had 11 for Tuscola. And Hecker led the way for CHBC. She had 14. And Rodman had 10. Uh, so CHBC uh, falls to 12-6 and 6 entering the conference tournament uh, later on today. The Highland Tournament, it was Tatopoulos over Waterloo, 53-43. to So uh, now Tatopoulos, now 19-2 on the season. Niebergi led the way. She had 19 points. Conkle had uh, 17 points there. The Little Illini Conference uh, Girls Tournament there in Mount Carmel was underway on Saturday. It was Paris over Lawrenceville, 85-22. to Mount Carmel over Marshall in a seed upset, 5 over the 4, 53-49. It was Olney over Casey, 38-21. And it was Robinson over... Newton 51 to uh, 32 there and in uh, girls basketball uh, today like I mentioned uh, South Central Windsor's two straws are already underway they're probably close to finishing up at this point uh, St. Anthony and Dietrich is the game to follow and then it's a uh, CHBC uh, the three seed against the six seed of Brownstown in the game uh, before our game uh, coming up at a uh, 2 uh, 30 approximately it's the four seed North Clay against the five seed Altamont they're kicking off the NTC a girls tournament in Beecher City today uh, also, uh, the uh, Vandalia Midwinter uh, Tournament is also underway there in Vandalia. It was FEM and Madison in the first game 
of the day there. Uh, Vandalia in action against Salem. A little Illini Conference tournament continues in the uh, consolation bracket as uh, Lawrenceville is against Marshall and Casey is against a Newton Lincoln Prairie Conference tournament gets started tonight. It's Tri County uh, against that winner of that Argenta and a Blue Ridge game. Didn't see a final score uh, for that one, uh, but uh, Arthur was against Okaw Valley. Arcola is against Cumberland and Sarah Gordo against Decatur LSA. Uh, Highland tournament also continues today with the Topless taking on Alton. And in boys basketball, uh, the uh, that McGraw Invitational tournament there at Litchfield continues as it's Father McGivney against Taylorville, uh, Hillsboro against Ramsey, and a Mattoon scores off against Pena there today in a boys a basketball action. And of course, all of the scores are up on our website, FEM Radio. So uh, check them out uh, later today as we'll have those updated and we will have the uh, games uh, for you to uh, recap on tomorrow's show. Mm -hmm. All right, let's step away and uh, let's return to talking some NFL playoffs. Uh, Super wild card weekend happened on a Saturday and Sunday and we'll hit up on the game tonight as well. Coming up here on the star lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy is an independently owned Health Mart Pharmacy and is committed to the Effingham and surrounding communities. At Andy's, you'll experience a warm, caring, compassionate expert dedicated to your health. Their pharmacists have a personal commitment to you and our communities. Visit Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy today at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. More and more new Toyotas are coming into Dan Heck Toyota in Effingham, and our New Year's sell-a-thon is the time to save. Check out the 50-mile-per-gallon Prius, the roomy Highlander, or a tough Tacoma pickup. Even with rising gas prices, you could be saving money with a new Toyota, the most economical car company. Not everyone's driving a Dan Heck Toyota, but we're working on it. Dan Heck Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham, or danheck.com online. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. You could not have turned that double play. If you think you could dive, then spin, then launch a perfect throw 120 feet, you must be forgetting that you get dizzy when you stand up too fast sometimes. If you tried to throw that hard, that would be the last thing you did with your arm before shoulder surgery. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. And now, so we teased it all show. Eric, break the news. Eric, are you there, my friend? The starting lineup. Okay, we have uh, has uh, left the call, so we have dropped Eric. So, unfortunately, we will uh, have to stick around next week. On 98.9 The Game. Eric, Friday Sports Update. The Blues were defeated by the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-2 at Enterprise Center on Saturday. 
Blues remain tied for fourth place in the Central Division with 45 points and a 21-20-3 record. They host Ottawa tonight. Some college hoops action from Saturday. Lindenwood lost to SIU Edwardsville 68-58. Southeast Missouri State beat Moorhead State 91-86. EIU took down Little Rock 70-63. It was Southern Illinois earning a 69-57 win over Illinois State. And Western Illinois held off Kansas City 60 to 52. Yesterday, Missouri State got the win over Indiana State 64 to 62. Chicago Bulls had a big second half to beat the Golden State Warriors 132 to 118 at the United Center. The Bulls outscored Golden State 73 to 56 after halftime. Levine added 27 points while Vucevic dominated, pouring in 43 points and grabbing 13 rebounds. Chicago snapped a three-game losing streak with the victory. The Bulls are in 10th place in the Eastern Conference at 20 and 24. They visit the Pistons on Thursday. Chicago Blackhawks were destroyed by the Seattle Kraken 8 to 5 at the United Center on Saturday. Blackhawks give up six goals in the first period as Chicago now is last place in the Central Division with 26 points and an 11-26 and 4 record. They host Buffalo tomorrow night and the Cubs aren't done in free agency as they signed outfielder Trey Mancini to a two-year deal over the weekend. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on a 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center reads. Super wild card a weekend uh, from uh, Saturday and uh, Sunday. Don't have a whole lot of time mm-hmm. to uh, break down the matchups, so uh, maybe we'll explore more. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll dive more in, in, the pod, in the pod. But uh, 49ers, uh, they uh, defeated the uh, Seahawks uh, 41 to uh, 23. Uh, Brock Purdy, another uh, three touchdown mm-hmm. performance, and another uh, rushing touchdown as well for Mr. Purdy. And uh, so 49ers pick up the uh, dub and yep. advance to uh, the uh, divisional round. The uh, Jaguars uh, coming uh, back at, at one point. They trailed 27 to nothing, 27 to 7 at halftime. And the Chargers going to charge her. And uh, they blow it as the uh, Jaguars come back to win 31 to uh, 30. Trevor Lawrence, four interceptions in the uh, first half, and then four touchdowns in the uh, second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Jags picking up the come from behind victory 31 30 on a last second field goal. As well there on Saturday. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you'll have more to we'll, say. We'll talk more. On that. Uh, it was a lot closer game on uh, Sunday than uh, was anticipated. As the uh, Bills, they did not cover that big 13-point, nope. 13.5 spread. Uh, but they still did end up winning by uh, three. 34 to uh, 31. So uh, the Dolphins played uh, well, uh, you know, with Skylar Thompson being out there. It's just uh, for some reason their clock management wasn't the uh, best uh, uh, there, including uh, showed up at the very end as well. Um, and uh, speaking of uh, clock management, we'll talk about that later too with mm-hmm. uh, the Ravens. But uh, look at this, the Vikings. <laughs> Oh, they uh, fell to uh, the uh, Giants on uh, yesterday. 31 to uh, 24 was the uh, final, and I think at this point the Viking fans just have to laugh, uh, especially after that uh, fourth and eight call there at the very end. 
I don't know what that was, but uh, not going to get it done. And uh, the Giants uh, end up pulling off the upset here. Uh, Daniel Jones played a great over 300 yards um, uh, through the air, to two touchdowns, and also was good rushing the ball as well. 17 carries of 78 yards uh, there. And uh, Saquon also had a nice game to a second or uh, two touchdowns on the day. Uh, there in the upset over the Vikings ends their great season mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they uh, would have wanted it to. And uh, so the Giants, they advanced to, to take on the uh, Eagles in the uh, next round. So a divisional foe there. And uh, speaking of clock management, the uh, Ravens, they fell to uh, the Bengals 24-17. to uh, 17. There they gave it all they got, uh, questionable time management skills as well as that little Hail Mary attempt almost, almost. was caught there at the uh, very end. But uh, a lot of turmoil happening in Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't even make the trip to uh, Cincinnati. Um, and uh, Huntley played all right, uh, especially that one play that he kept alive there in the first half in particular. But, you know, uh, Dobbins was calling calling people out at the end of the game too for not giving them the ball, and they're in the last drive and uh, said if they had Lamar they would have won, and uh, you you can say that after a one score game uh, there, but um, a lot of things happening in Baltimore. Coach Harbaugh as well being called into question as well uh, how he handles this whole situation with Lamar and. We see Lamar in a different uniform uh, next season, especially uh, the way that whole situation was handled late in the week as well with everything that was happening with him and then not even making the trip. But I guess Tua didn't even make the trip to uh, Buffalo with the Dolphins, but I don't really know what's which is more yeah. significant uh, there. you know. I'll tell you in the pod. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's uh, coming up. And then uh, tonight coming up, it's the uh, Cowboys and uh, Bucks. They're in uh, Tampa, as I see uh, on the side of my screen here. And I was watching first take this morning. Uh, of course, you know, Stephen A. Smith all over first take in his Tom Brady jersey and uh, Tampa Bay colors there, rubbing it in the faces of Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman, who they pulled up on set. And uh, Molly wearing her Dak Prescott jersey, even though she's a Giants fan. But um, just wanted to rub it in uh, Stephen A. Smith, I get mm-hmm. in face, I guess. Uh, but uh, tonight, Tom Brady against Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott on the hot seat. So is Coach McCarthy in uh, this game. And uh, the uh, line has improved for Dallas. Is now they're uh, three-point favorites uh, tonight, uh, even though uh, – uh, I don't know when you locked it in. Did you lock it in on uh, Friday or have, did you lock it in I this morning? I locked it in Friday. I figured so. And uh, so uh, we'll be picking that game coming up in the pod. We'll talk more extensively uh, uh, coming up on the uh, pod. But we got to take a quick break and then we got to close it down with the top three from the sports weekend. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. When an illness strikes you or your family, count on the help of Andy's HealthMart Pharmacy, your community HealthMart Pharmacy. They have a wide selection of over-the-counter medicines to offer relief. 
Plus, if you're on a prescription and need to know how some of these medicines will interact with your prescription, your Andes Health Mart pharmacists are trusted healthcare resources that can recommend the best products for you. Visit Andes Health Mart Pharmacy today at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. And now... The, the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number 14 at Oakland Golf Course from a 101 yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a nine iron, sticks one within two feet of the cup, and it was a heck of a golf shot, and it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now... Feel my moment. thunder! <laughs> Come on, man! Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in here to the uh, starting lineup. 98.9 at the uh, game and no time to uh, waste here. And it's the top three uh, from the uh, sports weekend to close out the show. And now it's time for the top three. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend, and we'll start with uh, number three, and that was the uh, Jaguars' uh, comeback on a Saturday to uh, beat the uh, Chargers, despite some of the uh, commentary that's getting uh, roasted. But the Jaguars pulling it off, one of the third largest comeback in wildcard history. There over the Chargers on Saturday. It's my, my number three. My number one, because I'm going to go opposite of Travis, was Josh Allen's touchdown pass to his tight end. The very first one where he literally put that nowhere else other than right in the arm of his tight end. And it was an amazing pass. Amazing. First quarter. Check it out. Check it out there. Uh, my number two moment from the uh, sports weekend uh, was uh, on a Friday, and it was uh, the Illini's victory over Michigan State. Had uh, State Farm Center rocking with the orange out on a Friday. Always nice to see that, and nice to see that Coach Underwood broke out the orange blazer uh, as well. He said they'll have to dry it off a little bit. They they do have some celebration in the locker room mm-hmm. uh, when they win like that with uh, water being poured all over mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, but... Uh, Illinois' victory over Michigan State had State Farm Center rocking on Friday. My number two, going along with college basketball, is all the top 25 teams that went down over the weekend. And we'll dive further into that. Uh, but a lot of teams went down over the weekend in top 25 college basketball. Yeah, shaking up the yep. the polls uh, for sure. That just uh, hit off the presses about five or ten minutes ago. Um, and then my uh, number one a moment also it kick-started the uh, weekend and also occurred on a Friday, and that was the uh, highly anticipated matchup with Altamont and North Clay on a Friday, and it was Altamont picking up the uh, another W, rolling on ten in a row now for Altamont and that's my number one moment from the sports weekend. My number three moment from the weekend, Travis, was also Friday night. Also have to do with high school basketball, and it was a momentum shifter in the Cumberland Villa Grove game as Trevin McGee put back dunk that got the oh, momentum nice. going for the Pirates on a rebound, just skied up, grabbed it two-handed, slammed down, and he got done with that, and he just kind of pumped his chest and kind of got the whole bench up. So really, momentum changed, and Cumberland ended up coming back and getting that win. They were down at that point in time, so... Big momentum switch. Yeah, definitely. We can uh, throw it down. So uh, nice, nice going there, Trevor, for sure. So 
that'll do it uh, for us here on uh, Treasure Radio. Coming up, we got more to uh, talk about with the uh, NFL wild card games, and uh, we got other national sports and the rest of uh, college basketball as well. So that's coming up in uh, the uh, pod. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. So enjoy uh, that, and also enjoy if you're having a day off from school or work for Martin Luther King Day. Enjoy that. And also coming up uh, a little bit later in the day, 2.30, Altamont versus North Clay, kicking off the NTC uh, Girls Basketball Tournament. And uh, we'll uh, talk to you uh, tomorrow. If not, we'll talk to you in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup, and it's the overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you, and we still got more uh, left to uh, talk about with the uh, NFL Wild Card games. And also, we got to hit up on maybe we'll hit up on some other national sports, but definitely wanted to hit up on college basketball. Uh, today, uh, we talked about the Illini to uh, start the show, but we'll take a peek at what else happened in uh, college basketball uh, this weekend and we'll take a look at those new polls that uh, just were released about eh, 25 30 minutes ago uh there and uh, that one also we got a recap pick them and we got a pick tonight's mm-hmm. uh cowboys and a uh, buccaneers game uh, coming up here in uh, just a little bit uh but first before we get to any of that is there anything they want to clean up on sports in there yeah uh the cubs announced over the weekend plans to honor hall of fame second baseman ryan sandberg with a statue of his likeness that will be ready in 2024 outside of wrigley field they also announced that sean dunston i believe and mark grace have been elected to the team hall of fame so uh congratulations to both those players Mark grace yeah the Colts could already have their next head coach, as according to NFL on CBS interim coach Jeff Saturday, quote, could be the guy, end quote, at the <laughs> end. When Indianapolis decides on its next head coach, Saturday's stint as interim head coach started well with a win over the Raiders. The Colts would end the season with seven straight losses, which I think says more about the Raiders than it does the Colts. But uh, Indianapolis is slated at this point to pick fourth overall in the upcoming draft, but I have heard a rumor, Travis, that they are looking to trade up with a certain team from Chicago Mm. yes in fact I saw a package that was floated out there Mm. and if I'm the Bears I'm going for it going that's me yeah what I saw reports you ready for this the Colts this year's first round sure this year's second round Mm -hmm. next year's second round a player that has not yet been named and Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. If I'm Chicago, I'm taking that. that for, gets, for the number one the pick. Number one pick. It gives yeah. me a wide receiver who's a deep threat, who's 25, so he's getting Definitely, into the prime yeah. of his career. You get the fourth overall pick you can spend on either the offensive line or the defensive line. Either way, your call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. I'm going for that. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh... 
One that it does intrigue me. It's intrigue, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Pacers return to the hardwood today with the start of a four-game road trip. Indiana will be looking to snap its three-game losing streak when it visits the Milwaukee Bucks this afternoon. Indiana is currently eighth in the Eastern Conference, a record of 23-21. and 21. Tua Tongvailoa is expected to return as the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins next season. According to ESPN, the 24-year-old signal caller could have potentially returned this postseason had Miami advanced past wildcard weekend. Tongvailoa had been in the concussion protocol since December 26th after sustaining his second documented concussion of the season on Christmas Day against the Packers. Medical professionals are reportedly confident in his chances to continue his NFL career next season. A Georgia football player is dead following a car accident early Sunday morning. Police say Devin Willox, along with a recruiting staff member, were killed in Athens after their vehicle veered off the road and struck several poles and trees. The offensive lineman played in all 15 games for the Bulldogs last season. Score released a statement which read, quote, The entire Georgia family is devastated by the tragic loss of student-athlete Devin Wilcock and football staff member Chandler LaCroix. The school said two other members of the football team were involved in the accident and are in stable condition. Police are continuing to investigate. LeBron James is closing in on NBA's all-time scoring record. The Los Angeles Lakers forward reached 38,000 career points in the first quarter of Sunday's game against the 76ers. James becomes the second player in NBA history to reach 38,000, joining Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The former Milwaukee Buck and Lakers center holds the all-time record with 38,387 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, why is that a bigger deal? Because there was wildcard football over the weekend. I guess it's true. It got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers are going to be without John Wall for the coming weeks. Los Angeles announced the veteran point guard will be reevaluated in two weeks after suffering an abdominal injury. Wall was injured in Friday's loss to the Nuggets and exited the game in the fourth quarter. 32-year-old is averaging 11.4 points and 5.2 assists per game. In his first season with the Clippers, Wall has played in 34 games this season. And time for Travis's favorite game, and that is, did you know that John Wall was on the Clippers, Travis? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. I did. The WNBA is being shaken up with a big offseason trade. According to ESPN, 2021 WNBA MVP John Kell Jones is being dealt from the Connecticut Sun to the New York Liberty. The four-time All-Star requested the trade specifically to New York. Jones had one more year on her contract with the Suns, who recently brought in Stephanie White as her new head coach. The 29-year-old averaged 14.6 points, 8.6 rebounds, and 1.2 blocks per game this past season. That's last year's MVP, MVP getting traded. Getting traded. That's yeah. like if Giannis got traded today or Jokic got traded today. Right. How weird. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, Su Wu Kim is celebrating a victory after finishing atop the leaderboard at the Sunny Open in Hawaii. Kim shot a 6-under 64 in the final day of the tournament to finish 18-under par. And finally, Alabama basketball player Darius Miles is one of two suspects being charged with capital murder in a pre-dawn deadly shooting on the Strip in Tuscaloosa. It was announced Saturday the junior forward was ruled out for the season due to an ankle injury. A little more than 24 hours later, Miles was being led in handcuffs into the Tuscaloosa County Jail. Both Miles and Michael Lynn Davis are charged in the killing of Jamia Jonas Harris. Tuscaloosa Violent Crimes Captain Jack Kennedy said, quote, it appears at this time that the shooting was a result of a minor argument that occurred between the victims and suspects after they encountered each other along the strip. Hmm. Yep. yep. Capital yep. murder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know that he was, I didn't know that he was out for the rest of the season. Yeah. He, yeah. It was announced injury. he was out for the rest of the season and then less than 24 hours later. Hmm. So before wow. we get into moving on from sports center, let's go back to the Tua news and Lamar Jackson and how we, you know, you had talked about both of them weren't there. Mm-hmm. 
the Lamar thing is much bigger than Tua. The reason being, Lamar's on a contract year. Yeah. Him not being there, to me, shows he's done. He's done with Baltimore. He wants out. Yeah. I I don't I see any to... way this ends with him not leaving Baltimore. Yeah, I was trying to think of uh, like a good reason of why you, you wouldn't be there. I mean, is there... Like any reason with like a knee injury that you like couldn't sit on a plane for so long or couldn't sit in a car for for so long regardless, and travel with the team, regardless of the injury, just everything that has happened this year with that whole situation there. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's done. I mean, I I certainly think so, and I thought he was done even before all before the, the drama started. started. So, I I think. Here's here's the thing with Lamar Jackson. We talk about this a lot. Is oh, he's injury. He's injury. He, he's all, it feels like he, every season he's dealing with injuries. Yeah, he's a running quarterback. So then maybe it's time he moved to a different system that doesn't require him to be a running quarterback. Yeah, I think that's just who he is. I know it's who he is, but I think in the Baltimore system he is asked to run so much as opposed to scrambling. To get away from stuff, he's he does a lot of designed runs. Oh yeah, I think he needs to get away from that. I'm not saying not run at all, but go somewhere where you're going to be protected. Mm-hmm. Roll out, that's fine. And then if you have to run from that point, but don't go somewhere where you're going to be asked to do a whole bunch of option design runs. Because it's tearing your body up, body up. It is, but you also have to utilize his athletic ability, and you know that's one of the things that he's a strong suit. I know that's more risk of an injury uh, or whatnot, and he definitely does have that history now. But yeah, I feel like you got to take the best of of his abilities and his best of his abilities mm-hmm. to run. But part of what makes that so successful when it was successful was having a good running game behind him. Well, yeah, but how much was that because of Lamar, too? So Yes, but they also had decent backs and decent offensive linemen. And he's never been, even when he was in Baltimore, Travis, he didn't have receivers. Can no, you name me? Really. Can you name me his top receiver? Um, wasn't it that, wasn't it Hollywood Brown? Sure. Or, um, there's another one that I just, mm, his name escapes me. I'm going to propose something out of the box that I actually heard on ESPN, so I'm not proposing it, but that's okay. I'll take credit for it. If I'm the Vikings, let me go get Lamar. No. Yeah. No. Why not? They just paid Kirk Cousins, didn't they? And you just had the biggest letdown possibly in a, at least five years of a team. It was a super it was super big letdown, yes. for sure. But how much – I don't know. I, I, I saw, like, the, the play design or whatever that could have possibly have been drawn up, and I don't know what Kurt was thinking there, but – I think for for some reason you've already shown that you you give him the money, so you have to you have to stick with him. You can't change course now and then give big money to Lamar. Depends on how desperate Baltimore is to get rid of Lamar. 
If Baltimore is able to eat his There's contract. There's going to be another different suitor out there that's going to be more willing to pay Lamar than Minnesota. But does he want to win? Yeah. Because you put him with Delvin Cook. Yeah. And the wide receiver core they have there in Minnesota. And the offensive line they have in Minnesota. Then it goes back to, you know, do you think that Lamar can be successful passing it to uh, Justin Jefferson and Thielen and all that? Does he have the arm for it? I mean, that is the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't don't think Minnesota is an option. I think it is, and here's why. Because I don't think Baltimore trades him to any team in the AFC. Well, no. So you're looking at teams in the NFC that need a quarterback, and can you – what ones are we looking at? The Panthers? The Saints? And I guess, like, would he sit out if he doesn't get the money – that he wants and he doesn't want to oh, play yeah. anymore for Baltimore. Can yeah. you just sit out? I think he's he's he is not going to play a game again as in a Ravens uniform. Mm-hmm. He will not play yeah, another game. Shock me. He will not play another game in a Ravens uniform. No. He will either, like you said, sit out this season, this upcoming season, or he'll be traded before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And if I if I thought Baltimore wasn't so gung ho about not trading him to an AFC team, I'd say Indy. Go get oh, him. Yeah. Like, I said a long go. time ago. Yeah. But that's not what they're going to do. No, that's not where he's going. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up that I think uh, Lamar is done. Tua, I see coming back with the Dolphins because he played so well with them when he was healthy. If he is healthy, then I see him coming back as the Dolphins quarterback. But if I am. Miami now, I may spend a little more on a veteran backup. <laughs> right. Well, who is their who's their other backup? I mean, it wasn't Bridgewater. There, there, yeah. So they they already had that contingency plan, but he was Bridgewater yeah. was hurt as well. Yeah. So I think he, he might just stick with what he got there yep. with Bridgewater. There. All right, you want to talk more NFL? From the weekend, yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and continue with uh, that talk. You know, I thought uh, one of the things for the time management for the Dolphins uh, there, especially towards the end of the end of the game, uh, I think it was like a fourth down or a third down or something that was big in the game. I think it was Coach uh, Daniels is trying mm-hmm. to be too perfect uh, there and trying for the perfect play call. I think. The, at least on the scoreboard in the on the broadcast it was a little weird of you know first it was going down and then they pumped it back up to 25 seconds mm-hmm. and it was just a lot of indecision there at the the very end on a crucial call there you got to get that play in a little bit better but I think he was just trying to search in the play call sheet yep. for the perfect play and just time kind of ran away from you there yeah it did and I you know it was a fourth down they got a delay of game. And then that turned into what it was. Credit Miami. I mean, yeah, they, they had every opportunity to win this game. They were in it. They played well there in the second quarter. They were not quarter. scared to go to Buffalo. No. And it showed in the way they played. Yeah. Now, it took them a quarter to kind of get going. Mm-hmm. That offense was terrible that first quarter. Yeah, it wasn't looking good. I, I, I think like blowout city. At one point, they had nine yards. 
or 19 yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. Not good. Yeah. But they got it figured out. Turn they around. Did. And they had a chance at winning that. So credit to them. Mm-hmm. Being because yeah, severely sure. outgunned and outmanned. I mean, they were. Yeah. No one expected them to be within a, a touchdown of this yeah, game. Yeah, no one expected them to be in it at all. Yep. But they were. But just um, fell three points short mm-hmm. of a, a comeback. Bills didn't score there in the fourth nope. quarter even. They had a shot. Hmm. Had a shot at it, but season that comes to an end uh, for the Dolphins, what could have been there. Uh, season came to a close on Sunday as well for the Vikings. Again, I don't know what that play call was, throwing a three-yard, four-yard out with fourth and eight to go there to Hawkinson. But, man, Vikings end had such a good season and ends in such disappointment there. First uh, loss at home this season as well. I'm going to say it, Travis, and you'll probably disagree with me. Vikings, can we say they were overhyped? Oh, yeah. They were can we say their sure. record was a little inflated? Oh, yeah, 100%. They're, they're, they won a lot of close games that we talked about. Yeah. But that just shows oddity. That doesn't show they're a good team. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I, I never believed that they were uh, this uh, elite team despite their mm-hmm. record. I mean, uh, they've gotten lucky so many times, and they've pulled it out when they didn't deserve to win. Yep. And they finally caught up with them. Yep. And they came up with them on uh, Sunday. And, you know, Saquon, a couple of touchdowns. Daniel Jones was great. And uh, so uh, – Daniel Jones running the football was really good. Yeah, they were. It was uh, it was good. And uh, they always say that ball don't lie as uh, the Giants did get called for an egregious roughing the passer penalty there on the Vikings' final drive. But then the Vikings throw short of the sticks uh, fourth down and – comes out with a win but you definitely need to look at this in the offseason i know this was a kind of a point of emphasis but uh, the forearm was a little bit high on cousin's head but that's really nitpicking there mm-hmm. at that point that's was ridiculous roughing the passer call again it's happening every week and it might even continue later in the playoffs mm-hmm. but uh, giants end up pulling it off and coach Debo, they're really turning things around and the giants really Especially with how Philadelphia kind of finished the season and health-wise and whatnot, they're really, I think they're really smelling an upset. They really think they can have a chance coming up in the division round. I mean, they just played the Eagles week 18 and held, you know, it was a six-point game. Right, yeah. We've mentioned before how hard it is to beat a team twice. Now you're going to have to beat a team three times this season. Mm -hmm. That's going to be hard. Yeah. So... Yeah, yesterday, Travis, and I saw Ryan Clark say this earlier, Daniel Jones played like an MVP candidate yesterday. Oh, yeah. Excellent. He played in the line of great postseason performance from Giants quarterbacks like Eli Manning and Phil Simms, who just come out of nowhere and have these amazing performances in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to keep doing that if they're going to win this weekend. Yeah. And uh, so that game will be on uh, Saturday at 7.15 on uh, Fox there in uh, Philadelphia. And, uh, the, yeah, uh, what were you going to say? And you can hear it on 98.9 The Game. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that we were doing All four games this weekend you can them. hear. Awesome. Yes. And uh, so the games that happened on uh, Saturday, 
The Seahawks, you know, uh, they came back there in the second quarter to they take tried. the lead at halftime, uh, but then uh, they only had six points in the rest of the way in the second half. So uh, it was 41-23 was the final. So uh, 49ers, uh, they were fast out of the gate, and then they kind of bogged down in the second quarter, uh, but then they turned things around there. 18 fourth quarter points it gets it done and uh, 49ers win and they're awaiting the winner of uh, tonight's matchup between the Cowboys and uh, Bucks in Tampa uh, tonight. Even though they're not the one seed, Travis, the 49ers are the best team in the NFC right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, they just are. I, I don't see who's going to stop them. Right. They are playing extremely well. And I love the story of Juggernaut. this backup undrafted last round pick leading his team to a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's insane. That is that is Kurt Warner movie esque. It is. Like get get the Brock Purdy story ready. Right. Kurt Warner, you have a new running mate as far as most improbable quarterback journeys. Right. Yeah, improbable Kurt Warner from bagging groceries to yep. winning the Super Bowl MVP. And, uh, you know, we're pretty being Mr. Irrelevant to uh, being undefeated there yep. and uh, could be making a serious run. Without doubt, here. the most successful Mr. Irrelevant ever. <laughs> yeah, I it's hard to argue find someone else different, yeah. <laughs> but uh, also on a Saturday, uh, the Chargers going to Charger, and they lost the Jags by a point. Mm-hmm. Last second field goal, Jaguars complete the uh, third of biggest comeback in a playoff history. They were down uh, 27 points at one point in uh, this one, and uh, Jacksonville comes from behind and wins it 31-30 to uh, 30 over the Chargers. And uh, the Chargers coach is spending the day cleaning out his desk because there's no it way he should yet. keep it. There's no way he should keep his job, Travis. Well, I agree, but there's something that should be said that it hadn't happened yet. It didn't even happen on Sunday. It hasn't happened yet. So it's it, going to happen. But why take so long? Why has it happened already? It should have happened on Sunday with this performance and how. Uh, things that have called into question during the course of the game and during the course of week the 18 year. as well. Yes. Yeah. So there's no way he is coaching this team next year. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could say is the players, like a few players have come out and vouched for him and whatnot. That seems to be like the only reason why they hasn't been fired yet. I agree. I think after you, you not only you lost the game, but you blew a 27 point lead. Yeah. Travis, there were points in that game where you get a first down, you win. Yeah. That's it. Right. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. And you can't do it. No. Nope. And it's not like we're talking about the, the Jacksonville defense from a couple of years ago when they were in the AFC Championship game. This isn't that Jacksonville defense. No. It looked horrible in the first half. Yes. <laughs> Lawrence throwing picks left yes. and right. Hmm. Four interceptions, then... Turns it around, confidence never wavered, and uh, comes up with a win. I will say this, Travis. The Jags have not lost since there was a picture taken with a certain wrestling organization yeah, in Jacksonville. True. So Let's point it out. Just some, saying. some of them in attendance. Yes. Just saying Saturday. they haven't lost since that picture was <laughs> on taken. Saturday as well. And then uh, Coach Peterson as well drawing up that fourth down play. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis Etienne, 25-yard pickup on fourth and one, uh, drawing it up there to set up the uh, game-winning uh, field goal and then complete 
the uh, comeback. But uh, this nice Cinderella story for Jacksonville, could it come to an end on a Saturday because they're the lowest remaining seed now? And uh, so that means they are tasked to going to Kansas City to Arrowhead in that tough environment there on 3:30 on Saturday, and uh, here here on or over there on 98.9. And it'll be a, a tough matchup because uh, more than likely, it's not official, but more than likely this will be Kansas' last home game because if they win and Buffalo wins, they're going to play in Atlanta. Now they can still play in Kansas City if. Cincinnati wins, right. but knowing that the crowd may think, and I've seen some TV stations out in Kansas City saying this is the final home game for the Chiefs this year, hmm. like that's going to be extra motivation for that crowd to be there and be loud. It is. Yeah. So, I wish you luck, Jacksonville. But you're you're <laughs> you're you got momentum on your side. You do. So go Jacksonville again. We talked about this entering this weekend, Travis. They're playing with house money. There. No one expected them to get here. No. Anything besides this is is icing on top. Right. So go play with that house money. Yeah, and also, double or nothing. Go all in. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think that they will. And this kind of uh, is they talked to with Trevor Lawrence uh, like last week uh, when they were facing that winning in with uh, the Titans that uh, this is uh, the loss to the Chiefs um, in the middle of the season. There was kind of. Uh, one of the big uh, turnarounds uh, for them in the season. So it all started here in, yep. in Kansas City. Now, you know, they did get blown out by uh, the Lions, but that's been their last loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did come out and beat the Ravens uh, the next week after that loss to Kansas City. So uh, maybe that's something to be said that it all started in Kansas City uh, with this comeback and this turnaround. So maybe it's only fitting that it could keep it going against the Chiefs. I don't know. I'm on the bandwagon, Travis. On the Go bandwagon. all in. Go all out. Full gear ahead. Start a Jacksonville revolution. All in on Duval. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, I got them all in. Go ahead. I think you did. All right. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, and then uh, let's see that Bengals uh, in uh, Buffalo uh, game will be on a Sunday. Uh, they yep. announced the uh, schedule after the uh, game concluded last night. And uh, so that will be at uh, 2 o'clock on 98.9 on Sunday. And then at 5.30 will be the Niners taking on Cowboys and uh, Bucks there. And uh, that game will be tonight. So we'll see if uh, Dak Prescott can uh, stop throwing interceptions. Does Tom Brady have uh, another one? Another victory in him, go to the division round just to lose to the 49ers. Mm. Mm. We'll see. And uh, so I think that's uh, no better way uh, to uh, transition uh, to uh, pick them that we have to uh, recap. How do we do uh, with uh, pick them? And we got that Cowboys and a Bucks game to pick as well. Alrighty. Well, Travis, both of us did pretty poor. Um, we'll start Seahawks at 49ers, 49ers minus 10. Travis went with the 49ers. I went with the Seahawks and 49ers won by more than 10. So that's a win for Travis. Yep. Chargers at Jags. It was Chargers minus one and a half. Travis went with the Chargers. I went with the Jags. I'll take a win in that one. Yep. Dolphins at Bills. Bills minus 13 and a half. We both went with Bills. We both took L's. Mm-hmm. Giants at Vikings. Vikings minus three. Travis went with the Giants. I went with the Vikings. So Travis gets a win in that one. Mm-hmm. 
And Ravens at Bengals. Bengals minus nine and a half. We both went Bengals. We both took L's. Yep. That we did. So Travis has two points. I have one point. Mm-hmm. So just gained a point so, so far. So it leads us to tonight. And like mm-hmm. I said, I locked this in on Friday. Yep. So I have Dallas minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's the line that I saw on uh, Friday. Uh, so, so Travis, who you got? Even though their run game has been awful, and I probably won't be tuning into a uh, first take if this happens, but uh, Tampa plus three or plus two and a half. Plus two and a half, Travis. Now, I think Dallas. As, as, as I think everyone can say, talent-wise, Dallas is a better team mm-hmm. right now. But. And I'd even go so far as to say, coach-wise, I'd give a slight edge to Dallas. Just because Mike McCarthy has the playoff experience as a head coach. Yeah, won a Super Bowl. But, which team is under more pressure right now? It's Dallas. The pressure's all on Dallas. Tampa Bay is kind of like Jacksonville. They're playing with house money. Mm Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I'm going Buccaneers. And also their uh, center was activated as mm-hmm. well off the IR. IR still don't know if he's going to play or not, but that's a big difference for uh, Tom Brady and his and comfort factor. Here's the thing, Travis. Right now, as we sit before this game here on a Monday afternoon, Jerry Jones already has his press conference prepared to hire Sean Payton. <laughs> he already has it ready to go. Yeah. Because waiting for a long if time. Dallas loses this game, McCarthy will be fired by the end of the week, and Sean Payton will be hired. Yeah. So, get ready for that. Mike McCarthy is coaching for his job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always feel like there's pressure on Dallas, though. There is. But, Travis, are you ready for this? If Dallas loses tonight... Then that means, and I heard this on ESPN, so I'm not taking credit, that a rookie head coach with what was considered as a bust of a quarterback in Daniel Jones has more playoff victories than Mike McCarthy has in his three years at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said about pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, Giants winning yesterday was the worst thing that could have happened to Mike McCarthy. Because now he has to go out and win. If he didn't before, which he did before. But the clock is also ticking on Jerry Jones. He yeah. knows he's not going to live forever. Hard as he's trying. Uh, say, yeah, don't tell him. He wants another Super Bowl. Well, yeah. That time is slowly closing. The window is closing. And Mike McCarthy wants to prove that it was him and not just Aaron Rodgers and a phenomenal defense in Green Bay that got him a Super Bowl. Which it was just Aaron Rodgers and a really good defense that got him a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he's also always under fire there in Green Bay for uh, only having that one Super Bowl, despite having an amazing quarterback. And... Dak wants to prove that he is a good quarter. He's an elite quarterback. He got paid like an elite quarterback. He wants to prove he's right. an elite quarterback. 
Yeah, because uh, all he hears about is the interceptions, interceptions, yep. interceptions. Yep. So this is a Dallas team that could not be under more pressure right now. And I think they fall. They fall. And I think they fall hard. Ooh, hard. Hard. <laughs> well, they uh, fell hard in week number one uh, to uh, the uh, Bucks, but we'll see what's changed during mm-hmm. that time frame. So, like I said, I won't be watching the first take tomorrow if that happens because Stephen A. Smith will just be unbearable mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow. He was already unbearable uh, today. Uh, with his uh, Tom Brady swag there being so anti-Dallas, of course, with a playmaker However, uh, as well. if Tampa Bay does win, all rights to be unbearable because Dallas yes. fans are pretty unbearable when yeah, they're they succeeding. Can they can be. So, yeah. They can be for sure. So... I just love that the Cowboys have had less playoff victories. It has been longer since a Dallas playoff win than the Cubs winning the World Series. Mm Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. That's a stat I bet you never thought you'd hear. Right. Yeah. Think back to the 90s and go, there's no way the Cubs are going to win a World Series before a Dallas playoff victory ever. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. No. It's happened. (laughs) It it has happened uh, for sure. All right, so we'll uh, see about that uh, tonight, and we'll uh, report about it uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's uh, show. Um, uh, let's move to uh, only a couple of things that I wanted to uh, yeah, mention. Yeah. We'll dive too deep into the NBA or uh, the NHL, but uh, some quick hits that the uh, Warriors on a Friday, they beat the uh, Spurs 144-113. to They're in the Alamo Dome, and that was the uh, record-setting crowd there at the Alamo Dome. They fit 68,000 people in there, 323 to be exact, in the Alamo Dome on a Friday. And uh, that is the uh, now the NBA record for a regular season uh, crowd for a NBA game. And that broke the previous record when the uh, Bulls played the Hawks in the Georgia Dome in uh, 1998. Had 62,000 fans there in the Georgia Dome to see Jordan and uh, those teams there above. Uh, you know, John Pole at 25. Even Chinzo, who I just found out played for the Warriors a couple weeks ago, he had 22. Uh, Steph Curry had like 15 uh, points, but uh, that was pretty much uh, one of the highlights from the NBA uh, from the weekend was seeing all those people on the light show that they had as well before the game. It seemed like a pretty cool atmosphere there. One of the other highlights of the weekend, Travis, that involved the Warriors was them losing to the Bulls. Uh, did they? Yeah, on Saturday, Vucevic mm. had 45 points. Well, And also, can we talk about it because you brought it up before with the uh, softball national championships? Boston and Charlotte in the NBA is going on now. It's in the second quarter right now. It's a regular season game. I guess it's ML- MLK Day. That's why. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll let it slide. I just thought Boston's a good team. Why are they playing it? And they're also noon? playing Charlotte. Well, all right. Valid, valid point. Gotcha. Okay. And also, yeah, it's MLK Day. So, oh, Alonzo has ten points for that game. Ooh, ten out of the twenty-eight the Hornets have scored. Ooh. Um, and uh, the uh, NHL wanted to uh, mention that Eric's Kraken is yeah. probably the hottest team in the NHL. They won eight in a row, including on uh, Saturday over the uh, Blackhawks. This over 
hit in the first quarter or the first period, it looked like, as the Kraken come out and they score a six in the first period and would go on to beat the Blackhawks eight to five. Mm-hmm. So eight goals for an eight-game winning streak. I like there it. There for the Kraken, you know. It was impressive that they took down Boston the other day, and then uh, now they keep the win streak going by beating the Blackhawks. I love how we were all wrong. Like, we all the first year said, this is not how you do it. What a failure. Blah, blah, blah. They may have known what they were doing. Maybe all along. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe all along there as uh, currently uh, the uh, Kraken having a a fantastic season. Uh, They are a fourth place in the Western Conference in uh, uh, points-wise, 26-12-4. and on the season and 56 points only trailing Dallas by a point a couple points to the Knights and the Jets are currently leading the Western Conference this season again not many people would have predicted the Jets uh, being a number one there but 59 points currently leading the Western Conference Uh, Blues they are down there 45 points but I mean they're kind of in the same territory as Colorado so that is one thing there uh, Boston just been killing it this year. 70 points, only a five losses in the regular, uh, regular over regulation, I should say four losses in overtime there for Boston this season. So, uh, goaltending has been a big factor in that is the only thing that I wanted to mention there in uh, NHL. Uh, in uh, college basketball uh, over the weekend on a Friday, uh, Purdue, uh, they beat Nebraska 73-55. to uh, 55. On a Saturday, uh, a wild uh, Saturday, uh, Kansas, they beat Iowa State by 2, 62-60. Alabama blew out LSU 106-66. Uh, Kentucky, uh, they uh, defeated Tennessee 63-56. UCLA over Colorado, Gonzaga beat Portland 115 to 75. Oregon it takes down number nine Arizona or number nine at the time Arizona 87 mm-hmm. uh, Texas won by two over Texas Tech 72 70. TCU takes down Kansas State 82 68. Virginia takes down Florida State 50 or 67 58. Vanderbilt over Arkansas 97 84. And overtime, uh, NC State beats Miami, 83-81. Indiana over number 18, Wisconsin at the time, 63-45. Wasn't even close there in the second half. It was a one-point lead for the Hoosiers at halftime, but 42-25. They outscored them there in the second half. It's Creighton over Providence, 73-67. Missouri goes down to Florida, 73-64. Auburn over Mississippi State. Charleston over Elon. Uh, New Mexico State over San Diego State, 76-67. And it was Clemson over Duke, 72-64. All on a Saturday there in a top 25. What happened in the Big Ten on Saturday? That was the only thing that happened with Indiana and Wisconsin. On uh, Sunday, it was a Michigan taking down a Northwestern, 85-78 there. So uh, Michigan... Pulling in like third or fourth place in the Big Ten with the with the win. Uh, Rutgers uh, they beat Ohio State in overtime there at the rack, 68 to a 64, and it was Iowa over Maryland, 81 to a 67 there. So Ohio State they were ranked in the top 25 uh, not too long ago, but 
back-to-back losses against Minnesota and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Oof. Two and four in the Big Ten are the Buckeyes now. Uh, top 25 on Sunday, a UConn, they lost to St. John's 85-74, and it was a Xavier over Marquette 82-76. Now, after uh, all this, uh, the uh, top 25 AP polls came out today, and it was uh, Houston, Kansas, Purdue, Alabama. They all stayed in the uh, top four. Uh, UCLA, uh, they are just missing out on the top four, but they're back in the top five there at number five. Gonzaga moved up a couple of spots to six. Texas back up there at seven. Xavier jumps up four spots in the top ten to eight. Uh, Tennessee falls four spots after their loss to the Wildcats, and Virginia is back in the top ten uh, at number ten, jumping up a few spots. Uh, Arizona dropped a couple of spots to eleven. Uh, Iowa State jumped up. Uh, Kansas State fell a couple of spots. Uh, TCU moved up to fourteen. UConn uh, falls all the way down to a uh, fifteen, uh, so nine a spot mm-hmm. difference there. Auburn improves their positioning by five and number sixteen. Uh, Miami at 17, Charleston, look at them go, up to number 18 now. Uh, Clemson also moved up seven spots, big mover there, to 19. Uh, Marquette at 20, uh, Baylor at 21, uh, Providence falling a little bit. Rutgers jumping into the top 25 yeah. there at number 23. Uh, Florida Atlantic, that's right, Florida Atlantic, FAU, is ranked for the uh, first time. Yep, first time in school history. And they're number 24 at 16-1 and one overall. And Arkansas has uh, free-falled to a number 25, dropping 10 spots there. NC State knocking on the door. Just four votes away from getting in there. Uh, and Illinois is receiving uh, 61 votes. Yep. Uh, Wisconsin, Missouri, San Diego State, Duke dropped out of the rankings so goodbye goodbye for now yes we'll see what else happens there uh purdue in action uh, later on today against michigan state uh charleston back in action against william and mary syracuse they played really well since uh, losing to uh, Illinois mm-hmm. in the ACC Big Ten Challenge are 12 and six on the season now, and they're back in the ACC against number 17 Miami. And FAU, we'll see what they do after jumping in the top 25, first time ever against Western Kentucky today as well. Anything else in the Big Ten besides Illinois and Purdue? Nope. Nope. Those are the only two matchups there. Yep. All righty. Couple things real quick before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's official. C.J. Stroud is leaving OSU for the NFL. We kind of all figured that was going to happen. So, yeah, that was um, announced this morning. Yep. Um, Baylor women are not ranked for the first time since 2004. Travis. Yeah. Long streak for Baylor has come to a close. We talked about how they had a new coach entering this year and and stuff like that. And Baylor in trouble there. Um, and then uh, Maya Moore, four-time WNBA champion, officially retires from the WNBA. Mm. There you go. Illinois women's as well picked up a win on Sunday, I believe it was against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And uh, they moved up three spots in those polls nice. that Baylor dropped out of. So they're at number 21 now. And Indiana, number six, mm. coming up on Wednesday. It's Illinois and Indiana. Ooh. They're at the State Farm Center. 
So you got 21 versus number six. Yeah. And uh, they gave uh, the Hoosiers all they, they can handle a few weeks ago. Uh, they're in a losing effort. And then the next day, it's the boys. Yeah. Illinois and Indiana. A little back-to-back mm-hmm. action at the State Farm Center. Yep. Go out and support both. Yeah. Tickets are pretty reasonable, to yes. say the least, Travis for the, the women's uh, game on Wednesday. But, uh, you know, uh, of course. Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the outcome of today, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm busy. I know you are. Of course. I know you are. <laughs> I mean, Illinois has a game. Of yeah. course I have a high school game. Of course. Of course. It happens hey, every be time. Able to see today's game. Maybe. Not live, but. I mean, maybe. maybe. i got to come back to work after the game. Yeah. So. Yeah, your boss is kind of a jerk that way. Yeah. Don't forget, later on this week, on Friday, we will be having our next uh, little fantasy draft episode. So uh, get ready that's for right. That. Yeah. Snake draft again. Are we going to say what we're we're doing it on yet? Um, no. No? We'll keep teasing? Let's uh, okay. tease until tomorrow at least. And I did have one little NASCAR update. Mm-hmm. At the Clash coming up on the 5th, it is announced that Wiz Khalifa will be performing during halftime. Halftime? Ha- the break. There's like a break in the main race. So, uh-huh. yeah. I think it's between the heat races and the main event, so Wiz Khalifa will perform. <laughs> Nothing says NASCAR quite they did like it last Wiz year with Khalifa. Ice tea. They had iced tea out there because it's out at the Coliseum, so they're trying to get that young audience to. Oh yeah, the yeah. youth movement the of iced tea. Of iced tea, hey. <laughs> iced tea, ice cube. I don't know. I can I can't remember, but yeah. So there's that. Wiz Khalifa. Get ready black for that. And black and yellow. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> On February 5th, the NASCAR. Yep. yep. Get ready. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Once I, again, I, I, I think they failed in having it in L.A. again. They need to go. If it's going to be that off week between the Super Bowl and the conference championship games, they need to go to wherever the Super Bowl is and have a game in that area. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to hype it up. Mm, man. Big things popping there in Arizona that week, though. That big uh, tournament for the PGA Tour there with yeah. all those rabid fans will be there in Phoenix, too. So, is that Would that be the week before? Week before, yeah. Yeah, so you do that all weekend. You do the NASCAR Sunday night, and then you do the Super Bowl the following week. I mean, mm. if you're a sports fan, that's a heck of a weekend. That is. Week. Heck of a week. Yeah. And if you can remote work, work remotely, then you don't even have to take days off. Wow. Great, all around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so good Good on you if you can afford that, too. Well, like, yeah, yeah. As well. Super Bowl tickets, uh, PGA tickets to that big thing. Is the Super Bowl the kind of thing where if you could get close enough to stand outside and hear what was going on and not have to pay, would you do that? No, I'd rather watch it on TV. I'd rather watch it on TV? Not even just to go, I was there kind of thing? No, the Super Bowl is one of those things where I think I'd rather watch it on TV. Well, if you can't get to a TV, we will have it on 99 The Game. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tune it in. Yeah. And I know the uh, announcers do a lot better job than Al Michaels and Tony Dungy did on Saturday. Oh, that was brutal. Ah, just getting raked across the coals. Our old Al, I guess it's just uh, old switching to a prime, just kind of. Yep. 
<laughs> passed him by, Travis. It, the world has passed him by uh, there. So, all right. So, uh, we are going to get out of here. And we got a game to uh, run off to. So, uh, that will do it for uh, today. We'll be back to recap everything that happens on the uh, schedule for uh, today. And we'll be back to talk more national sports, including that Cowboys-Bucks game as well. Fighting Illini game as well. All coming up tomorrow. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for downloading. Until tomorrow, we'll talk to you then. Peace out.